Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people in different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space. So we talk to athletes, we talk to CEOs, scientists, entrepreneurs, all of those people that might be doing something that uh, we can take a little bit out of their journey and transfer it into our own lives. And I know I have uh, one of those people today, um, really excited about our conversation. Just before we jump into that, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we have a relationship with Epitome Sportswear. Um, and that is really cool to us because um, they, uh, they're, what they want to do really aligns with us. They talk about living life fully um, and not just having, I mean, they have kind of high performance athletic stuff, but also just if you're going to watch your kids play soccer in the summer, it's, it's great stuff for that. Um, and it might also just be for you wanting to go for a, a hike and be comfortable doing it. Um, the other thing that is really important to us though is that they um, feel that it's important to give back to the community that they serve. And they're working to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport. And for that reason, a portion of their profits goes directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sport. So really cool from that end. Um, you can check it out in two different ways. One, if you just go to our Instagram bio, inside there, there's actually a, a code. You can get 20% off. Um, or you can just go directly to Epitome Sportswear. It's E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com and, and check it out. Uh, and so today, really happy to have Carmel Rodriguez with us today. She is a, a personal trainer, fitness model, influencer, and entrepreneur. Um, she's a creator of the YG12 uh, bodyweight workout series, and her knack for performing acrobatic level handstands and inversions and things like that has really earned her one of the spots. I, and actually, she was um, listed as one of Instagram's top 10 new female fitness gurus from that. And she has more than once won trainer of the year, I know. Um, she's been featured in Oxygen Magazine, Cosmopolitan, Optimized, all, all of those big ones. So um, on top of all that, she is a busy wife and mom as well. So uh, so lots of things going on, Carmel. But uh, first of all, thanks for taking the time to be able to chat with us for a little bit today. Appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure, Jamie. All right. Um, so, you know, one of the things that is that you've really built up a, a strong profile in business, but I know that wasn't always the case. So maybe you could just walk us through a little bit about, um, you know, how, how did you get here from there? Because, you know, it, it wasn't always this kind of big, um, you know, thing that you had going on. You were probably just kind of starting things out. How did that work for you? Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. We all start somewhere. Um, uh, I guess we're probably talking more along the social media aspect of things. Um, yeah. uh, I started off as a, a trainer, which actually wasn't my original plan of, uh, of career, actually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, from doing training and, and being a mom, as you mentioned, um, life was very busy. Um, the wonderful thing about training was I was, uh, I was actually working really hard and I managed to get quite a, 
a big client list, um, so big that I almost stopped being a mom, which was very scary for me. Um, the original reason I started training in the first place is just a little backstory on me yeah. is I used to have this, this nightmare. I mean, I've always been a little bit athletic in terms of, I've always liked to work out, you know, aesthetically, I just like to be working out, you know, great pair of jeans, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Like everybody, they start out that way. Um, but a- after I became a mom, um, I had this nightmare about my kids uh, playing out in the yard and they were running out into the street. And as they were running into the street, these cars were coming from either side. And um, I was running out to get them. And unfortunately, in my dream, I couldn't get there fast enough. So I had to choose one of them to save. And I would have this reoccurring nightmare and it would just kill me, obviously, kill me yeah. as a mother. Um, and it scared me to death. And so this, it kind of, it lit this fire in my soul, and, yeah. you know, and it was just not on my watch is all I could think. There's going to be um, a way that I can save them both. That just, that is the only outcome of this dream. It never ended. I could never see the end of the dream. So I created my own situation and, and that was to become a ninja if, by any other <laughs> name. I couldn't <laughs> think of one. So it was just a ninja mom. How, what other description could I find that would make me as agile, as, as quick, as, as strong and as fast as I could be to save my children. And so that was the motivation behind many years of my training um, and, um, and even becoming a trainer, which eventually turned into my career. And so after doing that, um, and, and like I mentioned, getting quite a long client list, I ended up being more of a trainer than a mom. And it really sucked the life out of our family. And it was very difficult working 60 odd hours for a corporate gym and uh, having to abide by certain rules that I thought were terrible. Um, yeah. Wonderful training and learning, and of course, getting you know the things that I needed in order to become, you know, who I am today. Of course, um, yeah. but but it took a lot out, and so the the main reason I went into being this ninja mom, and then eventually going into training, was for my kids, and then that very same thing was taking me away from them. And so I handed in my resignation letter, and then um, upon that, kind of went into my own personal training. Um, business, if you will, at the time. And then um, that's when I started posting things on social media or on Instagram, not knowing what it was, what it could do or any of that thing. Um, And it was actually upon, you know, my, my husband and my family just, you know, saying, just, just do, just keep going. Always supporting me. And just, you know, my kids were very little at that time, but my husband just, just letting me just go and do what you got to do. And, and so, um, you know, people started seeing my training on Instagram and on Facebook and just, they were kind of like, Carmel, you need to push this. You need to keep moving it. So I learned about hashtags. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtags are big. (laughs) Um, So I started hashtagging my, my social media run, cardio training, weird training, unique training feet. Cause I was very big on barefoot and this and that. Um, and the style of my training was, uh, in as far as I could see, and the reason why I had such a client list was there wasn't a lot of that out there. Um, and so then it started moving channels, uh, saw my, my profile and started sharing and it, it just, this was how my, my page started, how my social media influence kind of grew, um, without me acknowledging that I was an influencer and still not acknowledging that, um, (laughs) But it grew and people started asking me questions and, um, you know, started moving my stuff. And I started realizing that there's such a need for, you know, this, this training that isn't done necessarily in a gym that isn't necessarily your, your, 
your uh, traditional training or fitness um, thing that people picture yeah. um, and what they generally know. Um, and it was that I became and did what I had to do based on what I had at hand. The time that I had, sorry. Yes. No, no, go ahead. It's the time. Yeah. I, 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 it actually, I find yeah. that interesting that it's almost the switch that you made is probably what everybody who is now looking at your stuff and being connected to you is they're probably looking for the same thing is how do I, how do I make sure I spend, you know, I, I'm working around the schedule that I have and all of those things. I'm assuming that you're inspiring people that from the same problems that you had um, that drove you into the job that you're in now. Yeah. And, and that's a big, that's a big deal because, you know, I, I can sit there and I learn actually, as I'm going through, I'm saying, you know, just, you just got to do it. People are like, the how? And I'm like, well, you just got to, you just really got to do it. You just got to take that one step forward. And, and that is as easy as it can be in terms of the execution, of course, the mindset and the understanding of how to do it, it you know, to get there is, is still a different story. Um, and I would say um, what I, figured out in my own life. And this is very important because I find that everybody's different. Everybody's lives are different. Their, their schedules are different. Their motivation comes from different places. Their reasons for doing what they do are, are all different. Bodies are different. Physical abilities are different. So point being that everyone starts from where they are, you know? And so my journey isn't going to be exactly the same, but I love how you said in the beginning, and this is what I love with my page is that I'm not asking you or telling you to be like me or do what I'm doing. I'm just saying that this is how I figured out my life and how I was doing things. And maybe not correctly in the beginning, but I still figured it out and am still figuring it out. Maybe this can help in some way, in some piece that you're in, in your life right now. And so what I figured out is that during the time that I had, which was very little, was fitting things in wherever I could using the tools that I had in my home or out in the park or wherever my location was. And um, not knowing at the time that that in itself was turning into my training protocol, if you will, yeah. you know, yeah. um, using odd tools and uh, becoming, you know, um, I say in a lot of my posts, you know, I don't want to use machines. I want to be the machine. And that's, that's kind of what it comes down to is that um, machines can be useful and they are necessary for certain things for sure. Um, but if you can, and you have the ability to use your body and create that machine within yourself, and that is the ultimate, that is kind of, in my opinion, the, the reason behind training, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was, okay, well, how do I get it in? Um, well here I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm doing all this stuff. So, well, there's a couch, I can get some lunges on there. Um, um, how do I motivate? Well, when I was younger, I did a little bit of gymnastics here and there. I did soccer and rugby here and there. So let me see what I can remember from those things. And the beauty of look, looking back to those things was those are the things that were fun, that were, that were, you know, that were, that were fun. And that brought me back to my childhood kind of, um, place yeah. within here and doing those things were not super, um, Oh, I have to do this. Yeah, it's not a chore in the same way, right? Yes. It become, it became a challenge, like a sport, like something I was going to perform. And in order to perform it the way I visually saw it, I had to work at it. I had to try it. I had to keep moving. I had to. And so I think that's how a lot of my training, um, um, philosophy behind, and I'll talk about this in a minute, my body yeah. ma or body, body mastery concept yeah. comes from it's, it's trying to do a move and failing. And so then you de 
de uh, engineer it, you <laughs> reverse engineer it, yeah. and then you find the little parts that you can't create, you can't get past, and then you create that exercise out of getting past that. Yeah. And so that's where a lot of my movements have come from. It's oh well, handstands take an intense amount of of upper body framing. Mm -hmm. Proper handstands and staying up for a minute or two or three, walking for as long as you want and being able to jump out of it. It looks kind of fun. It looks almost like, like what, how do you train? Do you even train for that? Like, it, it looks like it's just, it just comes from someone who can do it, which mm -hmm. isn't the case. It really takes a lot of strange training. And that comes from a thousand planks, you know, in yeah. various different ways. And so if you notice a lot of my movements on Instagram or social media, I'm planking in so many different variations. Right. I'm planking yeah. upside down. That's a handstand. I'm yeah. planking with movement. My sliders and my movement, my training are all to do with my upper body frame and my, and my core, all of it. Yeah. And so my body is learning these neural pathways of, oh, she's doing this again. And this translates into this, but just in a different level, just, just being upside down, taking a little bit more, more, more body mass on top, you know? Uh, and so how, yeah. how, um, uh, like uh, I would assume there are a lot of people who listen or or before they kind of jump into your program that see that kind of stuff and think, okay, I can never do that. Um, you know, it is interesting to for you to say that, you know, if, if you break it down, there are ways of getting there, but it is a buildup and it's not just somebody who has a innate talent to be able to do something like that. It, it comes from somewhere. And, and do you find you have a lot of those people that early on feel like they can't do something like that? And, and then you're able to kind of see them make that next step? I, I do. And what's funny is that they usually become trainers themselves. <laughs> after. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my clients have become trainers. Yeah. Um, and, and even if they haven't achieved that, that handstand or that thing yet, they've achieved, they've unlocked something in their body that they had no idea was possible and a joy that they didn't know came with training. And that's the beauty of it. And then most of those clients, in fact, plenty uh, more than most are, are long time forever is now in training. Yeah. And whether they are at the place that they had internal, uh, intentionally, you know, set up for their goal or not, they're still fully devoted because they found something that brings them not just joy, but, or not just, not just training and, and, and energy and um, agility for their body and whatnot, but just a joy of it in itself. Yeah. And that's hard because that's half yeah. the battle when it comes to working out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's coming and, back for more. <laughs> uh, well, exactly. And, and I would wonder, um, and maybe I know you've been doing it for a while, but even I, I think of the last two and a half years or so, um, did you find, uh, I mean, you know, is that something where um, so many more people had to access programs like you have, where it was like more of an online kind of, you know, platform and, um, and something they could do at home that they didn't have to go into a big gym, all of those things. First of all, I guess, did you see that there were more people kind of connecting because of that. And then the other side was, um, you know, I would, I would assume that that also did bring some of that, some joy and things uh, and some normalcy, I guess, during a time that wasn't very normal. Did, did you see that, I guess, uh, during that time period for you? Yeah. Um, I think there was a big jump on the bandwagon during that time. And I don't yeah. mean that in a, in a, in a, in a bad way. I think that's a wonderful and, 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 you know, it took something like that for people to see that they can do this kind of training in their own home or in their own world yeah. outside of a gym. And, um, and of course, COVID was, was very difficult and there's been a lot going on and there's so many um, aspects to it. But I think that um, recognizing that training, you know, is, is available to you 
anywhere is yeah. I think the beauty of what we've seen in a lot of this. Um, and yeah, I think that a lot of people were kind of scrambling for a minute, you know, just what do I do? What do I do? But because of the world of social media and the quickness of being able to get things across this people, yeah. you know, there were a lot of people going ahead and, and doing this trainers that have been training in a gym for years had to come home and, and re reevaluate their situation, you know, and, and it's made, I think trainers better, um, in, as a, as a general, um, trade of, of work. I think yeah. trainers have gotten better because they've had to get a little bit more, um, creative and people that are doing training and learning how to work out also are learning to work out for themselves versus always having to rely on things, uh, places and machines and stuff like that. And I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people, I think we're a little bit scared and a little bit hesitant, but, mm -hmm. um, obviously COVID lasted longer than we thought. So eventually they had to step in and, and do something about it. Um, and so that's, I think sometimes we're forced into things like this and it's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing. It's just a different thing. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that answered and, your question. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And, and I think that is the one thing you're starting to see how, what's, what becomes a little more normal after, well, whatever the new normal is, yeah. how much of that is, is kind of a mix of the two now, but um, it's like work, workplaces and everything else that people had to learn to do things and realize they can. Yeah. One of the things that, that I think before fitness was very much like people that work out, work out for aesthetics. That was a very big general understanding. People that work out, work out for um, aesthetics or they work out. It, there was some idea of being healthy and strong and that was there, but it was, a, it was kind of an undertone. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, what one of the things that I've learned um, and that has been a major thing in my life is my training has been training for my life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we talk about it being a lifestyle, I feel like that's where people are like, well, how do I work it into my life as a lifestyle to fit my life? And I think that's where the, the differences are with each family and each person. But I think that's also the, the thing that brings us together is that, um, you know, finding out how it, it works for your life. Well, my life, you know, my training has helped me not only become strong and stick and do the things that I need to do for my children and my family and now my parents. Um, but it has also created a, a new form of training and I've been able to create a style of training that hasn't been seen before. And that was a big part of my thing and my career change. I, I, I didn't plan on doing this. And this is something that happened. Yeah. My point being that you know, and someone else, like the other part of my, my life is being a mom, you know, now I, my kids are asking me to train them, you know, full time for their sports. Yeah. They're in high level sports. And I'm, I've been working with my daughter's team as well and, and working with them. Um, and so I feel like that's the thing is, is training, training for life and training as a lifestyle to fit it into your, your own situation and maybe training and working out and fitness might be what, becomes of your situation and maybe it doesn't maybe it's just helping your family or helping you be more healthy in what you're already doing do you know what I mean yeah well and and um I know you've even posted about um you know at mental health awareness time and things like that there's there's that component as well for a lot of people as well is that it's it's a bit of an outlet for dealing with um you know mental health anxiety all of those things that um you know is is more the the kind of mental side of of what happens and the benefits that come from that as well um is that is that something you see i i it's a little bit of the how do you how do you work it into your life but it's also a way of being able to have a an outlet from that end too i would assume yeah, absolutely. Um, I think strong mind, strong body, strong body, strong mind. Um, it, um, in my experience and working with clients and whatnot, 
um, and working with my kids in sports. Um, you know, it's just, it really, it, it really does have a mental aspect. Um, physical training um, has a mental confidence or gives you a mental confidence. One begets the other and the other, you know, it's, it's kind of this yeah. catch 22, but, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been through a lot. I've had um, a lot of heart shift in my life and my, yeah. my, you know, with my family and, and as everyone does. Um, and I have to say that the one constant I've had that has allowed me to come out, I would say on top in, in most cases is, um, is being able to get through because of my training. I, I've, I've just become stronger as a, in mind, as a mother, as a, as a trainer, as a person, please, as a person of influence with quotes around that, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> as a practicer of my beliefs, you know, yeah, yeah. um, I just, yeah, it definitely has a mental aspect to it. And, um, and I get through a lot because of it. Yeah. Well, and you know, you've mentioned a little bit about having to balance being a mom, doing all of that stuff. Is it, is it difficult? Because, you know, I know you don't want to say you're an influencer, but you're an influencer. You're, you're you have a large influence. How about that? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, one of, one of the things I guess would just be, is it difficult to, to keep all of that in line because you have to do a fair amount of work to, to do the content and things just to kind of keep that moving. Is, is that difficult, I guess, to be able to, to do that? And also probably, a, you know, there's probably good and bad things about being so high profile on social media as well. What's, what's that like for, for someone with your type of following? Um, yes, it's absolutely difficult. Um, but most things are, most good things are. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always talk about the, the balance of being unbalanced. And that's kind of, I think the only thing that I can say is that I, when I think I've got it all going, it just it explodes yeah. in front of yeah. me. <laughs> and, but I mean, I think in any situation, whether I'd be a mom or whether I'd be doing something else um, or, you know, have it working a nine to five, I think that would still be the roller coaster ride for, for anyone. Yeah. Um, and but yes, I would absolutely say that um, doing this and and um, having to create content and that stuff and being a mom um, can be very difficult, especially yeah. when you have teens that don't want to be on your Instagram account and they don't yeah. want to be a part of your social media, you know. And uh, my son, you know, they the they they're he's on the uh, Delta Blue Jays. Um, PL program and he's, they just won the entire West coast and I wasn't allowed to post about it. <laughs> you know, I couldn't yeah. tag him or his team. And he's like, no mom. And I'm like, Oh, stab, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah. um, these are the things that I want to share and sure. even collaborating with companies and stuff like that. They want to see this family aspect and I, I can't give that to them. And, but here's the thing is that I need to respect the boundaries of my family and they come first. And as much as I would love to involve them and, and there's opportunities there, I'm going to do what is important for what we do. And I don't give that up for social media or anybody else. Yeah. Um, and so um, you know, there, there's definitely a give and take. Um, I would say that, um, creating content, I, I have to fit it in wherever the heck I can. And yeah. sometimes it's not beautiful and that's real. Um, you'll notice that on my channels, I, you know, I have a management company that I work with and they're like, mm, so, you know, can you get the extra camera? To... <laughs> and I, I try, like I try, I plan on it and, and life happens. You know, I've got yep. my mom that I take care of as well. She's uh, had a, an, another major stroke. And so I see her 
and that's my priority. And so, you know, um, this is my business for sure. Um, this is what I do, but, um, I think that if I didn't take care of these things and plan around my family first, that that would show in my social media in another way. So I don't, I'm not, I don't give out anything that isn't real and I can't, I can't, um, what's the word for it? I, I, to be balanced within the unbalance, those are the things that I decide, you know, that I, I take into account when I do this. So yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And I think that's important for people to understand too, though, is that, um, you know, it's, it's like any business and, but at the same time, you're a a lot of what you're trying to do is, um, you know, talk about uh, the, the importance of integrating it in your life. And you want to be able to model that as well, which is, which can be difficult um, for anybody. Um, What, what has been the most difficult thing for you in building, building your business, building your brand, doing all of that part? Has there been one challenge that has just been more difficult than anything else? Uh, yes, I think it's, um, I think it's trust. Mm-hmm. It's difficult um, to put your trust in people and things um, when you've spent so much of your time doing something on your own for so long. Yeah. And, and you've been burned before. And reaching out and trying to find trust um, in things can be extremely difficult, especially when you don't have the extra time or maybe even the necessary knowledge to, to, to figure out whether that is that, that things can be trusted. And I think that's probably one of the most difficult things. And I think, I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Um, it reminds me of, we had a conversation not long ago with Ashley Horner, if you know who she is. And, and um, she, uh, uh, she said the exact same thing that um, if she were to go back and do something different, it was often, okay, who did I, who did I connect with? Who did I hire? Or any of those things has been the one thing that would be a, what she sees as, as probably a mistake that just held her back at a certain period of time. And I think everybody has that, especially entrepreneurs or people that are building something that if they don't know everything from that end as well, but um, it, it's almost yeah. the exact same conversation she had that, uh, you know, it's, it's a struggle. So um, yeah, it is. And, and so going to the other side, have you had, um, have you had mentor? Like, how did, how did you do this when, you know, you were early on in figuring out hashtags and all that fun stuff back then, but even just through this time, did, um, how did you find your way through it? Did you have mentors or people that, that worked you through that? Um, I've met a lot of amazing, um, Instagrammers. I'll, I'll start with Instagrammers, but Instagrammers yeah. along the way, I've had some pretty amazing connections, um, watching them grow, um, being influenced by them, if you will, um, creative aspects we've collaborated on and whatnot. I, I've one of the things that I don't do very often, or I try not to do. No, I actually, I don't really try to surf channels. I, I, I'm very big on not doing that, and I think it's not because of any reason other than the fact that I think when I watch everybody else's stuff, I get more depressed and more. I should be doing this or I should yeah. be doing that more than anything else. Yeah. So for me to go around looking at other people's stuff and try to find mentorship from that, unless we've met outside of the social media aspect and we've connected on another level or yeah. we've chatted personally somehow, I stay away from watching and doing because I don't know what that is on an actual real level or aspect, unless I know them personally. So 
for me, I often go back to my own stuff and try to fix or move or do something different or add on or take back. That is what I do. Um, And I don't, and I don't do it because I think I'm the best at it or anything like that, that it's very far from it. I think I need to improve in every single aspect. And so I go back and I try to improve on it in some way, but now being a couple of years older or now fighting through this, um, let me go back to that and see what's different. How can I do that? Oh, I can't do that that way. Why? Okay. Well now I have to fix it through a different Avenue. Okay. Well I can use this to help people in that way now. So that's big for me. Um, I do, I, my, my mentors and stuff like that don't come from the fitness industry. They come from, um, family, my dad, um, my husband, my kids watching their sports. I get so much from that, uh, watching yeah. them play and seeing how they get through everything. They don't know that I'm analyzing mom's analyzing everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but, um, one person, Bruce Lee, one of the things, one of his, his, his quotes, uh, every one of his quotes almost, but, uh, one of the biggest ones for me was, um, I fear not the man that, um, that uh, not verbatim, of course, but I fear not the man that has 10,000 kicks, but I fear the man that has, that practices 10,000, one kick, 10,000 times. Yeah. And that's kind of where the, the, the body mastery comes from on my end and the inspiration, whereas people, even people doing my oxygen program right now, I've got a program that has the same movements for four weeks, um, small little tweaks in each yep. move, uh, each week and whatnot in advances, but it's the same thing. And it's because, you know, it's repetition, 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 practice, dynamic ways of doing the exact same thing. Yeah. The only way you can master something is by going over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And this is, um, this is my big influence is that quote, actually, it's a very big one for me. Um, so yeah. Very cool. Wow. I hope that answers in the longest way possible. No, no, that, uh, no. And I, I, I think that's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't, well, it, well, even when you talked about not watching kind of everybody else, because that's almost a, a general social media thing where it's, it's, you, you never really know what's behind that. And, and it could be in your space, somebody could have a whole team of 30 people putting all that together and just is not possible as well too. So, um, yeah. so it's, it's very insightful to think, okay, it's really just about getting my stuff as good as it can be. And it also probably yeah. connects more with your your audience as well because it is very authentic and is is kind of you from that end as well so um you know one of the one of the things that i know we've talked touched on a couple of times here but i I thought would be really important to a lot of the people who would be listening would be um you know you've talked about your kids and and how you know it's it's tough sometimes to be able to do everything around that but but maybe just um do you have a couple of tips on on people there that are trying to figure out how they can how they can integrate fitness and integrate some of this stuff in their family lives and, and maybe even involve their kids in certain things as well. Do you, do you have any couple of, a uh, couple of thoughts on that? Um, yes. I mean, absolutely. Um, when the kids were younger, we would always um, take our moments and I would take them to school and I would run with them in the stroller. Um, and then while my one child was in preschool, the other one was out with me while I was doing my crazy stuff. And, you know, and that was one way we started, we'd take them to the playground um, you know, I would play on the bars while they would play on the bars. So they'd see mom doing it and then they would try yeah. to copy. So that was a big part of it. Um, in the kitchen, I was telling, um, I don't remember where I said this, but when you're at home, especially as a young mom, you're, you're at home a lot yeah. and you're stuck amongst all the toys and 
I used to use my kids' toys as my, my, my little park. Like I would sit there and I would try to tiptoe and do like a lunge across. <laughs> I would do squats to pick up their laundry. I would, you know, I would do a handstand before I would, um, you know, uh, do the vacuum. So I would integrate it that way. Um, when I was even at work or, or at home uh, cooking, I would do calf raises to reach the top countertops. Um, eventually when the kids started sports, um, my husband and I both, we would go and we would work out and then they would do their practice. And then we would integrate exercises with our exercises in between little breaks. Um, I do that with my daughter now. Um, and then we would all go as a family on one day a week to the park, to everybody practice their, their different sport or their different reasons, um, uh, for, for training. And so we still do that. I I'm involved with my kids team. Um, as much as possible. And then I do their training as well. And then my husband coaches with them on offside of their own coaches. So we're extremely involved, but anything you can get in anywhere, um, go for a dinner and then take a walk after go to the, go to the beach and do some sightseeing together. Um, you'll never regret those times ever, ever, ever. The kids grow up so flipping fast. Yeah. I mean, I started Instagram when they were little, my son is six foot one. Now my daughter, you know, they're both 15 and 17. I'm like, my people have seen my kids grow up in front of me. I'm like, this is not yeah. possible. <laughs> so just whatever you can do, even if it's five or 10 or 15 minutes, get it in. Just, just do it. Don't think twice about it. Don't try to reset and re, you know, and don't talk yourself out of it. Just, just go, go outside, get the gardening done, bring them with you, play with them, you know, do funny stuff, be crazy. If they're little, they won't know that you're crazy. They'll just think you're funny. So <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, do it all. yeah, it's, it's when they're older and they don't want you to do that around them. And then, so you might as well do it while they're young. So exactly. And that will come. So <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, it does. It does. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's fantastic. Thank you for that, Carmel, because uh, I think that is the one thing that people struggle with so much is trying to integrate everything and try to kind of keep all of the balls in the air, especially, uh, especially moms, because they, uh, uh, I think do more than more than anybody. So, um, so thanks for that. And uh, if people are trying to, uh, I mean, obviously, people, I'm sure are already following you. But if they aren't, what are some of the ways of doing that? And also to, to take advantage of some of the programs that you have, because um, you've got some great uh, tools for them there to, to check out as well. What are the best ways of doing that? Um, well, I am on Instagram as Carmel Rodriguez fit. Um, in my bio, there's uh, a link folio. If you click on the link, you're going to see a bunch of programs that I have there. I have the oxygen challenge, which is on the oxygen. Um, that link will take you there and it's an oxygen challenge. It's 90 days. It'll always be on the oxygen magazine. Um, I guess, uh, list of exercises or, or programs that you can do. I also have, um, an open fit or beach body program, which is all body weight that is available as well in one of the links. And then my YG 12 program is also available in one of the links. Um, and I am aiming to put together another hub where I can get a bunch more workouts out for you guys. So that's coming soon. Um, so those are, they're all available there. You can find me at Carmel Rodriguez fit. I also wanted to say one more thing to moms. Yeah. If you can't get it all in, it's okay. Forgive yeah. yourself. There's always another day or another week. Just yeah. don't take it too much. Don't try too hard. Try hard, but don't don't get on yourself when you can't get it done. This is the balance of being unbalanced. It's okay. 
Yeah, no, that I, I, that's really important for everybody to hear. So, um, yeah. well, uh, thank you for that. What we'll do as well, Carmel, is we'll make sure that we put in the show notes um, links through so they can go directly there. Um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, do that now. We have great people every week, just like Carmel. Um, and and again, I know you're you're very busy, so um, you know we really appreciate you taking the time today, Carmel. It's been great. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, Jamie. Uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, no worries at all. And uh, to everybody else, we'll uh, talk again soon on uh, Big Idea, Big Moves. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Big Idea underscore Big Moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.